Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. Um, obviously, lots to talk about today as we dive into the topic of a student loan forgiveness. Um, it is a shifting of the debt. It is not a forgiveness of debt. The debt doesn't just go away. Other people pay it. You've been hearing it all morning from people. I'm sure you have your own opinion on this. So I want to dive in in a different direction to start things off. Um, I uh, I want to see an educated society. The older I get, the more emphasis and the more importance I put on an education. I think educated people make us a better place. The problem lies in the way we do business. Um, the federal government, let me start here. The federal government in recent months, uh, because of inflation, has gone after the uh, obscene profits of the private sector when it comes to the oil and gas companies. They've even gone so far to go after retailers and say that all of them need to to lower their prices. There is a man in Pennsylvania named Fetterman who is running for the United States Senate. And if he wins, he says he wants to arrest – he wants to arrest – the CEOs of oil, gas, and food companies because of the extreme prices that they are charging people and that they are bilking the American public with their crazy high prices. Um, If the government thinks they have the power to control profits of private corporations, why aren't they slashing tuition? Why, why aren't they, why wouldn't they step into higher education and talk to them about tuition control instead of price control? Um, you're going to see tuition go up. We, it's gone up dramatically over the, over the years. There's been a big argument in Arizona because of the way our constitution is written in state land grant universities that tuition is supposed to remain as close to zero as possible for in-state students. That's what the, but then again, it's such a, a term to be interpreted the way you see it is what is as close to free. And that's not a defined number. That is as close to what somebody decides is free. Um, if we are going to go down this road, which I wish we hadn't started because there are other people, um, and I, I want people to resist saying, uh, I mean, we all say it in jest, but resist the idea that if the federal government is going to uh, forgive loans, of people with Pell Grants and student loans that they've purchased through the government or borrowed through the government, then they should forgive SBA loans. What if you're an what if you have an SBA loan? What if the Small Business Administration, you did your due diligence, you put together a business plan, you submitted it to the SBA, they granted you a loan so that you could start a business? Should they forgive your loans now? That's the easy road to go down. What that takes us down the road of is the government now is 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 your, are your parents. Um, I, I guess I, I, I didn't grow up in a different era. I didn't, um, I just know the people and the people I hang out with, the people I've grown up with, uh, not perfect. We were maniacs when we were kids, like most teenagers are, and we were typical teenagers, but I look back at what I've learned and who I hung around with, and I don't know if I gravitated to them or why I gravitated to them, but everybody that I hung out with, with few exceptions, everyone I hung out with when we were idiotic teenagers all became contributors, not takers, successful people that contributed to our society. Um, and when I say takers, I mean if you're going to go out and get a student loan, pay your loan. Why should I pay it? This is what's insulting about this. Um, when the perception of tradesmen and women has always been, and I think it's to a lesser degree now, but for many years, you had two choices when you were young. If you had a brain in your head and you were smart, you went to college and you were a white-collar worker. 
if you weren't disciplined or you weren't smart, you were a blue collar worker and you went to work and you used your brawn and you used your muscle. You used the, the sweat of your brow as opposed to your brain to uh, to make a living. Now, we all understood as tradesmen and women that that wasn't true. Some of the smartest people I know, I mean, legitimately, the smartest, most intelligent people I know um, are in the construction world or in the trades. But that was what the perception was back then. And everyone that I grew up with came became contributors in their own way. I have a couple of friends who went into college and became successful businessmen and women. Um, I have a couple of friends. I have a friend that went in as an air conditioning. He learned the trade of air conditioning and went to work for the local school district in my hometown and worked there for 30 years, has a pension. Um, and I have other friends that became entrepreneurs and business owners. And I, I don't understand now this slap in the face to people that did it the hard way. You know, the people that either took out loans themselves, not through the government, to get themselves through a trade program or learned on the job, spent their time like I did. I spent the first couple of years in my trade as an electrician digging ditches and climbing in people's attics. I was that guy. I was the one when a piece of when a when a wire had to be run across somebody's attic. I was the one that climbed in the attic. There were a number of occasions, one in particular, where I was so hot in that attic I passed out. They had to come and get me. I dug ditches, uh, you know, by hand where you had to in people's yards. I worked my butt off, and nobody helped me in that regard of of monetarily. There is a sense of responsibility when you make a mistake, and I've made plenty of them. When I was young, just like a lot of people do, you run up a credit card and you realize minimum payments are all you can make, and minimum payments mean you're going to be paying on this thing for 10 or 15 years. And you learn a valuable lesson before you go into debt. And we are uh, shifting the responsibility from the people that took out the debt to people that didn't. And I don't care how much money they have. It's not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing to do for the country. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, um, has praised this. I want you to hear what she said yesterday. Um, by delivering historic targeted student debt relief to millions of borrowers, more working families will be able to meet their kitchen table needs. I love the I love the cliches as they continue to recover from the challenges of the pandemic. Well, what about the other people that are trying to um, – could recover from the challenges of the pandemic. But I want you to I want to go back to April. This is April and what Nancy Pelosi had to say about the president and canceling student loan debt. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress. So back in April, when people were saying the president's been saying he's going to do this, why doesn't he do it? Um, uh, Mrs. Pelosi decides to go and play cover for the president and say he doesn't have the power to do that. He can't do that. He can postpone, but he cannot he cannot cancel. Well, he just did. Um, I think that the majority I think this is going to backfire in this sense. The majority of Americans and I think this is still what's great about us. The majority of Americans believe that if you owe a debt, you should pay the debt. Um, but there are so much so many other directions to go with this conversation about an education. I think higher education is valuable. I, I think it is a valuable thing to have. But if you do it wrong, you should pay the price. Not only that, 
why are we not as a society looking at how expensive colleges are? How absolutely expensive a college education is. It's so strange. Here in Arizona, we have expanded our ESA program, which is the uh, empowerment scholarship accounts, which allows parents to take tax dollars and move their child to a private school or a charter school if they want to and take tax dollars with them in order to pay those tuitions. And the very same people right now that are saying that taxpayers that never went to college – Taxpayers that don't have any student loan debt should now assume the student loan debt of somebody else. Uh, Why aren't you going after the universities for the exorbitant amount of money they charge people for an education? Why are we not starting there? Where are all of you price control people now? Where are all of the people that are in favor of price control? Not to mention that you know when you rate schools, schools are rated by how many kids they put in college. There are a lot of students that have no business going to college, and I don't mean they're not smart enough. I mean at this point in their life, I was one of them. If I had gotten a full ride to college, I'd have wasted my time when I was 18 years old. It wasn't until I got much older that I appreciated an education or thought it was a good thing. There are a lot of people out there right now, and this is why our workforce is strong in America. There are a lot of people out there right now listening to this show that knew that college, the classroom was not where they were going to make their living, that they were going to make their living somewhere else. And they set out on a path because they had the ability to learn, to learn a different way, whether it was on the job training in the trades from someone else or whatever it was going to be, that it was not going to be in a college classroom. What do we say to those people? And all the idea here of what this this overwhelming debt to people and what people are paying. Well, you know, the problem is uh, you dug the hole. And you should be responsible to pay it. I will. I am. I'm offended on many levels. I am offended on many levels. You know, I made my way through this world and made a ton of mistakes, and I paid for every single one of those mistakes. One of the mistakes I didn't make was getting a college degree that wasn't going to pay me enough to pay off my student loans. And now I'm saddled with yours. It's insulting. It's insulting to working class America, and I think this is going to backfire for what they intended it to be. This is going to be a topic, obviously, we're going to talk about all morning long. It is a big deal, and it is not just the money, and it is a huge amount of money. It is the morality behind it and the justification that bothers people. We're going to talk specifically about the economy in just a moment. The GDP has been readjusted. Yes, it's official. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Jobless claims um, still remain low. That's a good bright spot in our economy and what we've seen, but people are still struggling to pay for things. The GDP is receding, and so we are officially, uh, technically, in a recession, unless we're going to define or redefine recession again. I want you to hear a little bit. This is Jim Ryan, ABC News, and the report on the two. 2,000 fewer people filed their first applications for jobless benefits last week than the week before, according to the Labor Department. But the four-week moving average for first-time claims ticked up just a bit. A separate report shows the economy shrinking at a slightly slower pace in the second quarter than previous estimates suggested. Gross domestic product, the broadest measure of goods and services produced, shrank by six-tenths of one percent. 
So we are seeing a, a well, I don't want to say recession because we get into this big argument about whether we're actually in a recession or we aren't. Um, I am very happy to report and hear that people are still employed, that the job market is still pretty strong. The big concern is that a lot of people are working part time. Um, uh, when I look for assessments on the economy or anything else, for the most part, when it comes to the way we live our lives financially, I look to experts who may have their partisan leanings, possibly, that I might or might not know. But, you know, in the financial world, Wall Street doesn't care Republican and Democrat. They never do. Um, and they just make money. They made money during the Bush administration. They made money during the Biden administration. They make money during the Obama administration. Because people that are experts in that world, that's why they make the money they do is because they produce for their investors. They know how to predict what's happening, and they adjust accordingly. There are ways to make money in a down market, and there are ways to make money in an up market. Now, I'm no expert in either one of those. That's why I hire people. I I talk to people about trying to navigate my way to a retirement someday. But when you look at how the cost of things have gone up so dramatically, and when you hear, uh, and if you were listening um, during the newscast, uh, Elliot Pollack is one of the um, uh, one of the most well-known local economists. Talked about what a disaster this debt forgiveness is going to be because it's going to contribute to inflation. That there are people out there now that are going to go out and borrow money, believing that they don't have to pay it back. There are so many things going on in our economy right now, and it goes back to my childhood, and what a different perspective now as an adult from when in the 1970s when I was when I was very young because I lived through as a young boy like some of you did I lived through the Carter administration as a child and so the only thing I remember is inconvenience because sitting in line waiting to get gasoline was inconvenient I wanted to be somewhere else I wanted to be doing something else I wasn't faced with any kind of turmoil um, I can't imagine what it's like to pay 15 or 18 per interest on a mortgage. That's so foreign to me. I wouldn't have even known what that meant as a young boy. But that's what the American economy was facing. And it had to do with oil. What a shock. It had to do with um, environment. What a shock. It had to do with so many things that are similar to what's happening right now. Um, we have become more and more polarized, more and more divided politically, which you know I get. I mean, that's just how it is. Except we've gone... We have gone so far politicized that we can't see when something isn't working and at least admit that it's not working, whether it's the border policies of this administration or the economic policies when it came to addressing inflation. The the administration is going to do what the administration does. They have a job to do, whether it's Karine Jean-Pierre or it's uh, you know somebody that's working for a Republican administration. It doesn't matter. Their job is to put a positive spin on what the president is doing. You work for the president of the United States. If he didn't think it was the right thing to do, he wouldn't be doing Doing it. He believes this is what's best and they're going to put their spin on it. But the way the American people live their lives tell the real story. And when the American people look around and if you're not willing to say this isn't working just because your guy is in the in the seat, there's a problem there. There is a definite problem there. 
And we have to start looking at policy. And uh, and there's a lot of criticism has to go to Republican candidates as well. When we watch all of this happening around us and we're focused on the wrong things and we're not talking to people where they live, um, you know, when you've got Nancy Pelosi talking about kitchen table issues, you roll your eyes when you hear it. But if you're not relating to people in their homes and where they live, you're unrelatable and you're not doing any good to fix the problem. We have to look at policy and say this is not working. We are in a recession. These people, these recession deniers for the sake of political, who cares? Who cares what the definition is? Prices are out of control. The the economy is receding, and we aren't doing much to fix it. As a matter of fact, a lot of experts are saying most lately the things we've done are going to destroy it, make it worse. Gatos joins me in a moment. It's the Big Q poll question of the day, so stick around for that. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. You know, uh, Governor Ducey uh, says those gaps at the uh, border wall near Yuma have been filled. Yes. I'm looking uh, at a picture. This is the ugliest thing I ever saw. What is? This wall is ugly. Okay. The feng shui is off. (laughs) You've got the Are you allowed to curse on the air? (laughs) <laughs> you've got the big brown wall, right? Yep. Okay, and then you got the shipping containers, and 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 they don't go all the way up to the top of the brown wall. It's very, it's bothering me very much. Oh, you've I got, see. It, it, you've got yellow shipping containers followed by red, and then they're blue, and then they're white, uh, and then there's brown, and it's. Just, I didn't it's, realize you had such a flair for design. Oh, oh, oh! It's just so wrong. <laughs> You sound, uh, uh, you sound like that character in Airplane. You know the guy I'm talking about. Oh, that dress and those shoes. Oh, it's just terrible. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at this thing. It's it's quite the eyesore. Oh, so what? What should we do? Should we just replace it with the wall and then take down the uh, the containers? What do we do? I, I think we missed out. I a think couple of throw should've... pillows. What do you think? I would like a throw pillow. Okay. I I. I, I I, I think I would have thrown another shipping container on top of the second one, because then the feng shui is good. Then you then it's either the the walls are even. Okay. I don't know why we didn't do that. It it, lo- it looks it looks looks awful. <laughs> do you see the guy sitting on top of one yesterday? Yeah, I did. I that did. Awesome. <laughs> well, anyway, here's the question. Governor Ducey said the border wall gaps in Yuma have all been filled in with shipping containers. I think a this is great. Yuma is safer. Uh, B it's a stunt and a stupid idea. So go and vote. Okay, that's a, and listen. Put, it's a very timely question. Yeah, yeah. It's better than nothing, right? It's ugly, but it's better than nothing. That's what my ex-wife used to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not that ugly. Oh, oh. All right. You're not that bad. You know, the, the hat you wear it hides your face. Really. I'm not wearing a hat today. As a matter of fact, I'm no hat. It's a no hat Thursday. I don't know what's wrong. Something's wrong. I know something's off. What? What is? You have a date tonight. I, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about your love life. Hey, we're what's out of time. On? Look at this. It's we're almost out of time. Are you? Do you have someone? Do you have anybody? Ugh. Do you have like? Do you have a possibility? Is there? Or you got nothing? Nothing. Oh. All right. Well, I mean, in my head, I have possibilities. They don't necessarily think so. No, they so. get a text from me like, this is, <laughs> I don't think so. This guy wears a hat every day. All right, I got to go. Okay. All right, I got to go. I, I'm depressed enough.
Goodbye. Thanks, Kato. It's the Big Q poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. You can go to KTAR.com and vote there. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, we're going to take up that border wall topic. Is the border wall and the gaps filled here in Arizona, but all things at the border, there's a lot to update. We'll do it next.